Welcome to the Genius of Liberty, stories that celebrate the crucial but forgotten role Ohio played in the fight for women's right to vote. I'm Hillary Copsey, your host. Let Ohio Women Vote. In her artwork for the 1912 Women's Suffrage Campaign, Cornelia Cassidy Davis asked male voters to extend voting rights to women. The headline warned in bold lettering at the top of the column, harm to women in the race would result from giving suffrage to the weaker sex. The paragraphs that followed announced the founding of the Cincinnati Association opposed to women's suffrage and described in seven paragraphs the anti-suffragists' concerns. Near the bottom of the page in the same column, the Cincinnati Inquirer also reported on a women's suffrage art competition. Two short paragraphs were headed in small, drama-free capital letters. Suffrage posters awarded prizes by Committee of Artists. Members of the all-male Cincinnati Art Club had judged the entries displayed at Women's Suffrage Headquarters on Race Street. Edward T. Hurley and Stuart Todd of Rookwood Pottery, along with fellow Art Club member Theodore S. Dorman, pronounced Mrs. Cornelia Cassidy Davis's poster beautiful in coloring and clever in treatment. The Ohio coat of arms formed the basis of her design, with a cluster of arrows and a sheaf of wheat in the foreground. A woman looks toward the viewer, her head haloed by a sunrise representing the dawn of woman's rights, her face expressing strength and wistfulness, her eyes looking to a better, fairer day for women. If we are to judge from a portrait of Davis published in the Cincinnati commercial announcing her win, the woman in the poster might have been Davis herself. Recently divorced from a feckless husband who had squandered family finances and abandoned wife and child, leaving them to fend for themselves, Davis, through her artwork, urged voters on the referendum to grant suffrage to their mothers, wives, sisters, and daughters. The artist's professional success and personal story challenged the arguments of anti-suffragists, as did Davis's membership in Cincinnati's Woman Suffrage Party. The antis asserted that the creative faculties can be developed only at the expense of maternal instinct. Yet Davis was both a newly single mother who had fought for custody of her child and a successful artist whose work had been exhibited across the nation. As an ardent suffragist, Davis represented just the latest generation of Ohio activists who had campaigned since 1850, contradicting the anti's argument that women never develop the toughness of brain, which enables men to endure long and unremitting toil. No wonder the newly organized resistance was characterized by the National American Woman Suffrage Association as misguided attempts from certain society ladies who were innocent friends of liquor and corporate interests. So inspiring was Davis's work that the National Association printed the poster on the front page of the Woman's Journal. On the reverse, Toledo's Mayor Brand Whitlock wrote of Ohio's campaign, I believe in woman suffrage because I believe in democracy, and I think it is growing increasingly clear that those who oppose woman suffrage oppose it because they oppose democracy. 
the opponents of equal suffrage are quite as much opposed to my voting as they are to my mother's voting. It is not women's voting they fear and distrust, it is voting at all. And whether the 23rd Amendment is adopted in September or not, those women have already won. Their opponents may not see this point, but the fact is that all those who have been touched by the spirit of these times, when there is a new hope and a new vision in the world, all those who have felt the invigoration of the freer air that is blowing over the people are free now. The women of Ohio who ask the right to vote are already free. Thank you for listening to the genius of liberty this series is named after the genius of liberty one of the first u.s periodicals published by a woman elizabeth a aldrich covered women's rights conventions and advocated equal access to education equal pay for equal work and voting rights for women she also had ties to the mercantile library you can subscribe to this podcast through apple podcasts and find all of our episodes on soundcloud.com slash the genius of liberty Our theme music is Battle Hymn of the Republic Medley by Marissa Anderson, originally recorded live on WFMU and used with permission. Catherine Dirac writes and voices all the Genius of Liberty stories, and Chris Messick records and produces the series, which comes to you from Cincinnati's Mercantile Library. Since 1835, you belong here.